0: Hello, I'm Rob and welcome to this week's edition of the Black Country Talking News for the 1st of March 2023.
1: Hello and welcome to the Black Country Talking News, brought to you by the sight loss charity Beacons. org forward slash talking dash news as a podcast via services such as Apple or Spotify or as a free CD. Simply contact Beacon Centre on 01902 880 111. We hope you enjoy this week's edition. Reading this week, we have myself, Rob,
0: Christine, Angela, Ian, Liz, Helen, Mina, Simon, and of course, not forgetting Flashback Roger. In this week's edition we have Local News of the Black Country An update from Beacon The Quiz with Mina The Latest News from West Bromwich Albion and Wolves A Did You Know section from Flashback Roger The Weather for the Week Ahead Another episode of our fortnightly feature The ten today Gentle Exercise Sessions And we have part three from Scottish author Liz McIntyre-Allen's bestseller Love Letters from a Desert Rat Local news to start though, with Liz, Christine, Ian, but first, it's Angela.
2: Residents across the Black Country who do not have photo ID but still want to vote at a polling station in this year's local elections can apply for a special certificate. Local elections take place across the region on May the 4th, but photo ID must be shown if people want to vote at a polling station. There are a range of options for photo ID including driver's licence, passport and some travel passes and a full list is currently available on the Electoral Commission's website. If anyone does not have one of the approved documents, they are being advised to apply for a free Voter Authority Certificate which can be used at the polls in the same way. Residents can still vote by postal ballot without the need for any photo ID. Kevin O'Keefe, Chief Executive and Electoral Returning Officer, said The new rules have been set nationally and mean that people have to show photo ID at the polls if they want to vote at a polling station. There are a number of options open to people but if they do not have an approved photo ID there's a quick and simple form they need to fill in to get one of the Voter Authority Certificates. With these changes coming in force this year it's important for people to understand what they need to do on polling day. Residents can apply for a Voter Authority Certificate online on the Electoral Commission's website and they can also use the same website to register to vote. For more information on voter ID, visit the Electoral Commission's website www.gov.uk forward slash apply hyphen for hyphen photo hyphen ID hyphen voter hyphen authority hyphen certificate Everyone needs to be registered if they want to vote. It's quick and easy to do online but must be done before April the 17th.
3: Richard Parker, who is vying to become Labour's candidate to contest the 2024 mayor of the West Midlands election, has promised the black country will not get neglected if he wins office. Challenged by Black Country Live on what he would do for Wolverhampton, Dudley and Sandwell, he promised increased focus on the areas he claimed had been left behind. Mr Parker also pledged to open an office in the black country should he become mayor. The former partner at global accounting giant Price Waterhouse Coopers emerged as an early frontrunner to become Labour's candidate after gaining the backing of a number of senior local party figures. However, West Midlands Police and Crime Commissioner Simon Foster has since announced he is also running. The Conservatives have held the position of West Midlands Mayor since it was created in 2017, with Andy Street approaching the end of his second term. Mr Parker is originally from Bristol but is an adopted West Midlander, having been based in the region for more than 30 years. When asked what he liked most about the Black Country, In response, he said, the people I've met. The current mayor spends his time traveling on A roads. I'm spending my time on the doorsteps. I want things to be done differently. Mr. Parker said he understood concerns from people of the black country that they are often overshadowed by Birmingham, but insisted the area would get plenty of his focus if he were to become mayor. He said, we need to focus on those areas that have been overlooked and that's what people in these places tell me. My commitment is to open a mayoral office in the black country. I want to ensure people coming to this region don't just get off at Birmingham New Street or Birmingham International.
1: There's still time to have your say. Dudley Council is currently designing and beginning to establish a brand new digital platform. This platform will provide quick and easy online access to council services, from paying your bills to booking a bulky item collection. You will be able to access services online 24-7. In partnership with Healthwatch Dudley, the council wants to hear directly from residents and wants you to help shape the platform so as it meets your needs. At one of the sessions, you will join a focus group and discuss how you currently find support, how you access council services, what your experience has been like and how the council can make it better. Free refreshments will also be available to fuel your conversations with other local residents. The next session will be held on Thursday, the 2nd of March, between 4.30 and 6pm at DY1 Building, Stafford Street, Dudley dy one rt If you are interested and wish to attend, you can register at www.eventbrite.co.uk/forward/slash/e/forward/slash/community-dash-engagement-dash-session-dash-DY1-dash-building-dash-tickets-dash-five-four-seven-seven-four-nine. One three, one three nine seven.
4: A new partnership and website is set to make it easier for residents at risk of losing their home to get crucial information, advice and guidance. The new partnership between the West Midlands Combined Authority and the Street Support Network Charity has helped to create the Street Support West Midlands website. The online service has been created to bring together information about services provided by almost 300 public and voluntary sector organisations across the region's seven constituent local authority areas. It is aimed at helping to prevent a wide range of homelessness beyond the most visible form of rough sleeping such as families with children in temporary accommodation, individuals staying in night shelters, hostels and supported accommodation, and sofa surfers. Funded by the government's Rough Sleeping Initiative, the website is part of the work of the WMCA Homelessness Task Force and offers links to services such as debt advice and budgeting, food schemes and accommodation, health services and training, and employment opportunities. It also points residents and businesses to ways they can support the work of homelessness services, such as giving their time as a volunteer, donating and other ways of creating a community to tackle homelessness together. The task force is also prevention focused to keep people in their own homes, jobs, communities, education and connected to safe support. Street Support Network works to connect local people and organisations to support those who need it the most by providing an online hub to find out about homelessness, see what support is available, and to find out what can be done to help. Eliz Hopkins, West Midlands coordinator for Street Support Network, said everybody deserves a safe place to call home. We hope that having the street support directory for the West Midlands will enable individuals and families who are experiencing or facing the prospect of homelessness to find the help they need in their locality. It will also be a brilliant resource for organisations working in the homelessness sector and beyond to collaborate with one another and improve services. For more information on the WMCA Homelessness Task Force, go to wmhtf.net. Up next, we hear from Helen.
0: Who of course has for us the Beacon update.
5: Hi everyone, it's Helen from Beacon, back with your weekly update. Now we're starting this week with a look ahead to March. Now depending on when you're listening to this, it might even be the month of March already. And for those who are able to market, you can make Mother's Day extra special with a gift from Beacon's Made by FabLab range. Choose from a one-for-you, one-for-me jigsaw keering, a personalised mug or a personalised apron. Order now for those special women in your life. You can order online at our Etsy page, which is etsy.com forward slash UK forward slash shop forward slash made by Fab Lab or just search for made by Fab Lab. Or alternatively, some of the items are also available in our retail stores around the region. Now, would you like to have your say about local NHS services? Well, we're looking for people impacted by sight loss who would like to share their experiences and understanding of local ophthalmology services in a series of patient engagement sessions. It's your chance to help shape services for the future. To find out more, email inquiries at beaconvision.org or call us on 01902 880111. Now, would you like to join us on a journey where you might just discover something new about yourself? We're looking for Beacon Bus Buddy volunteers to join our transport team on the roads around the region. Each year, we travel thousands of miles transporting people impacted by sight loss to activities and on trips. Our new volunteer role has been created to befriend those using our transport service and help them on and off our minibuses. If you'd like to find out more, you can head to our website www.beaconvision.org forward slash jobs. Alternatively, email us at people at beaconvision.org or call 01902 And last this week, we've got a very special thank you to the students of the Heart and Soul Community CIC who have been redecorating our Lifestyle Centre. The team and their tutor have been repainting the wall areas, skirting boards and handrails to keep the centre looking as smart as possible and help the students work towards qualifications including Health and safety in construction. We so appreciate all their hard work. Thanks, guys. That's it for this week. I'll be back again soon. Bye bye.
0: Here's that update, Helen. Up now, we our next block of local news. And starting this one off, we first hear Christine.
1: West Midlands buses could come back under local control for the first time in nearly 40 years, it has been revealed. The West Midlands Combined Authority, WMCA, has commenced a bus franchising assessment to determine if it should take over running the bus network from private companies. If pursued, this arrangement would be similar to how buses in the capital are run by Transport for London. The WMCA would be in charge of which places are connected by the network, the cost of fares and driver pay, along with other details which have been decided by private firms in recent decades. Since COVID, the government has provided short-term pots of funding to support bus delivery, but it is not clear whether this will continue beyond April. At a Transport Scrutiny Subcommittee on Monday, Transport for West Midlands Head of Network Transformation, Steve Hayes, outlined some potential challenges of franchising. He said, I liken this to getting a new computer games console for Christmas and then not having any money to buy any games. It's all very well having the powers to do some of this stuff, but we actually need to think about how will we fund it going forward we need to think about who owns the fleet and who owns the depots. And actually, if we were to go out and start asking operators to bid for contracts today, there's only about one operator in the region who will be able to bid for anything substantial, National Express. Consultants have been hired to support the assessment, which will run until June 2024, when the results will be considered by the WMCA and Mayor Andy Street.
4: Three major black country bus routes will be axed from April as bosses deemed them loss-making. Diamond Bus will scrap the 002, 45 and 226 services due to high running costs and lack of use. It comes after the company conducted a review of the viability of its commercial services operating in the West Midlands. Commercial services are those which operate without any level of subsidy. They are funded via income through ticket sales, network cards and national concessionary passes. The 226 runs from Merry Hill to Dudley. The 002 route from Wheelie Castle to Merry Hill and the 45 goes from Walsall to West Bromwich. A statement on the bus firm's website said, Since Covid, we have been working in partnership with Transport for West Midlands, in the hope that these services would recover. This has subsequently failed and Diamond Bus has now reluctantly taken the decision to cancel our 45, 002, and 226 services from April 15, 2023.
2: They were pioneered in the West Midlands, but one expert believes traffic lights could soon be consigned to history. Thomas Tompkin, an engineer supporting groundbreaking self-driving cars, said there may be no need to control the behaviour of motorists at junctions. He believes that within 20 years, cars will be able to think for themselves and predicts a seismic shift in the way our roads are laid out. The first traffic lights to be installed in the UK came in 1927, controlled by a timer device at the junction of Princess Street and Lichfield Street in Wolverhampton. According to reports from the Wolverhampton Chronicle, quite a large crowd turned up to watch the switch on, although the event turned out to be something of a damp squib. Within a few minutes, one of the red lights failed and the policeman was back on point duty. They were finally replaced with a more modern system in 1968 but a blue plaque marks a spot where they were and the modern lights still at the junction throw a nod to the moment in history by having an unusual black and white striped pole design. In recent trials over the last two years, two self-driving electric cars built by Japanese manufacturer Nissan have completed hundreds of laps around a 2.7-mile route featuring busy A-roads in Woolwich, south London. It is believed to be the UK's first trial of driverless technology involving the use of roadside infrastructure as well as the vehicle's own systems. Around 270 cameras installed on the route relay information to the Nissan LEAF cars about potential issues ahead, such as buses stopped in the left lane. This enables the cars to change lanes well before encountering obstructions, creating a smoother flow of traffic. Mr. Tomkin estimated that the high-specification roadside systems cost around £1 million per kilometre but claimed a wider rollout involving more basic technology could be done for a fraction of the price. That starts to become a bit more of a compelling business case, he said. If we think about maybe 20 or 30 years' time, can you start to then think about the infrastructure outside? Can you start to remove some of that infrastructure, such as traffic signals? Obviously there's a lot of work to be done before that ever takes place but that's where you can start to see a seismic shift in the way our roads are laid out. Mr Tonkin said he hopes the UK will have moved on a lot towards completely driverless cars in public use by the end of the decade. He said the car is looking 360 degrees around it. That's the autonomous vehicle system's only job. It's not eating a sandwich. It's not texting. It's not thinking what it's going to be doing at work. A diesel locomotive that
3: hasn't been run in public for more than 20 years is to take to the track again as part of Spring Festival. Absolute Cracker has been announced as a guest for the Seven Valley Railway Spring Diesel Festival. The Class 58 number 58023 diesel locomotive will make its first ever appearance in preservation at a festival, which runs between May 18th and 21st. The visitor is bound to cause a as no Class 58 has been seen in operation in Britain since the withdrawal of the entire class in 2002. A total of 50 Class 58s were constructed by British Rail between 1982 and 1986 for use on power station coal traffic. They were all withdrawn from service two decades ago. The locomotive's unusual narrow body shape with a cab at each end has led to them being nicknamed bones by rail enthusiasts. We're pulling out all the stops for this event, said Jonathan Gus Dunster, the Seven Valley Railway's Interim Managing Director. Securing 58023 is a real coup. This loco is going to be an absolute cracker at our event and we're extremely grateful to its owner Ed Stevenson for agreeing to its first appearance in preservation for the Seven Valley Railway's special celebrations. Alongside the visiting Class 58 will be the Seven Valley Railway-based Class 42 D-821 Greyhound, which secured its place in history as the first diesel locomotive to appear in preservation 50 years ago. The Seven Valley Railway's Spring Diesel Festival will bring together the widest range of operational diesel locomotives ever assembled on a heritage railway, said Gus. It's going to be on a scale that's never been seen before. We can't think of a better way to celebrate 50 years of diesels in preservation. Tickets for the four-day intensively timetabled Spring Diesel Festival are available now at svr.co.uk, including money-saving multi-day tickets.
0: Now it's time to test your knowledge as we have the quiz questions for this edition, and they're brought to us by Mina.
6: Hello and welcome to this week's Flashback Quiz. All the answers you need can be found later in Flashback Rogers' Did You Know feature. But for now, these are your questions. Here we go. Question 1. In what year was the great exhibition in Crystal Palace? Question 2. What made soap too expensive for many in the 19th century? Question 3. Who invented the 99 ice cream? Question 4. How much did a biro pen cost in 1945? Question 5. Apart from plastic bricks, what else is Lego the world's biggest manufacturer of? And finally, question 6. How can you stop a kangaroo from hopping? I will be back with you with the answers later. But for now, best of luck.
0: Just those questions, Mina. I'll get my mind working on those. Up now, however, it's another block
4: of local news. Supermarket giant Aldi has issued an emergency withdrawal and product recall notice for a tofu product. Dozens of stores, including many within the black country, have been affected by an isolated temperature control issue. Customers who purchased plant menu tofu organic super firm tofu 200 grams from affected stores are asked to return it, where a full refund will be given. The list of stores from the Black Country, Staffordshire and surrounding area to have received the notice include Briley Hill, Brown Hills, Burntwood, Cannock, Dudley, Great Bar, Hales-Owen, Hensford, Kidderminster, Kingswinford, Lichfield, Litchfield, Lye, Moxley, Wensbury, Oldbury, Stourbridge, Walsall, Wensfield, West Bromwich, Willinall, Wolverhampton. Aldi has apologised for the inconvenience. Aldi are also on the lookout for 30 budding wine experts.
2: Angela can tell us more. Fancy being a wine taster for Aldi? Search is on for enthusiasts willing to trial, test and review bottles for free. Keen wine enthusiasts are being invited to apply for a unique chance to help the Aldi Wine Club. Aldi has initiated a search for 30 budding wine enthusiasts to trial, test and review its brand new range of wines for free. Successful applicants will receive three bottles from Aldi's award-winning range which will need to be tested, reviewed and consumed over a six-week period. The chosen wine lovers will be asked to share their honest reviews of the wines across their Instagram or Twitter pages using the dedicated hashtag Aldi Wine Club hashtag. Aldi will also supply the hand-picked wine club members with a selection of tasting notes from Sam Caporn, face of the Aldi Wine School, and tips on how to taste wine. These include keeping the wine somewhere with a cool temperature, smelling the wine and swirling the glass and ensuring the wine warms up in the glass to allow for aromas to change. Aldi has asked for anyone who is interested to get in touch with their name, proof of age, social media handles and followers for each account, 150 words about why they should be selected and their favourite Aldi wine. Entries are open until Monday, March the 13th and can be sent to Aldi Wine Club at clarioncoms.co.uk. For more information and to view the full terms and conditions, go to the Aldi Wine Club page at aldi.co.uk forward slash wines forward slash about hyphen our hyphen wines forward slash Aldi hyphen wine hyphen club.
3: Park Active volunteers who have given their time to run free fitness sessions across the Dudley Borough have been praised by health bosses. Last week marked the fourth anniversary of the launch of the Dudley Council-run Park Active sessions. The Park Active initiative provides free 45-minute outdoor fitness classes to suit people of all ages and abilities. Since launching four years ago, more than 3,000 people have participated in the volunteer-led sessions, which are family-friendly. Councillor Ian Bevan, Cabinet Member for Public Health at Dudley Council, thanked all the dedicated volunteers who he said have given more than 1,000 hours of their time to lead the sessions. He said they do a sterling job week in, week out, with their enthusiasm for getting people moving and motivated. Park Active understandably couldn't go ahead during the pandemic, but it's encouraging to see them grow in popularity once again and become an established activity within the community. He added, while these sessions are primarily about getting people active to improve their physical health, they can also have a huge benefit to a person's mental well-being. Sessions are held at Stevens Park in Quarry Bank on Mondays at 10am at Buffery Park, Cates Hill, Dudley on Wednesdays at 9.30am and at Stevens Park in Walliscott, Stourbridge, on Saturdays at 9.45am. Sessions are also held at Abbey Street Park in Gornal on Saturdays at 9am, and at the Dell Stadium, Pensnet, Briarley Hill on Sundays at 10am. People can take part in the sessions at their own pace, which makes them ideal for anyone who has never participated in such activity sessions before, or for anyone who is more experienced. Booking for all sessions is essential. People can search for Park Active on Eventbrite or find out more online at letsget.com forward slash explore forward slash healthy hyphen hubs forward slash park hyphen active forward slash.
1: Crazy Races will be bringing their wild and wacky racing event back to Wolverhampton for 2023. After a popular debut last year during which 15,000 spectators turned out to watch, Crazy Races Soapbox Racing have announced they will be returning to Wolverhampton this year. The event is due to take place on Monday, August 28th in Queen's Square. Last year, more than 20 soapbox teams competed from various businesses, charities, friends and families, but in 2023, organizers are hoping to accommodate up to 40 teams. If you're eager to take part, you're encouraged to enter your team as soon as possible on the Crazy Races website if you want to guarantee your place in the event. Sarah Belcher, founder of Crazy Races, said, We are over the moon to be coming back to Wolverhampton. We absolutely loved last year's event and are still buzzing about the overwhelming positive feedback. We hope that teams and businesses really get behind this event now they know what it's all about and join in the fun. We would like to take this opportunity to thank the whole council team for continuing to back this event, giving thousands of locals a great free day to remember. Councillor Steve Evans from Wolverhampton Council added, We had thousands of people come into the city to support Crazy Races in August because it's a great fun event for families and friends to enjoy together. I'm pleased that this event is coming back to the city this summer and wish it as much success. Crazy Races was awarded Best New Event in the UK and has expanded rapidly in the past few years, with six events announced for 2023 across the country. More details about this unique experience can be found at www.crazyraces.co.uk.
0: Are you ready to get moving? Well, let's hope so, because up now, we have the 10-day workout. Hello everyone, this is
2: 10 Today, a 10 minute set of exercises to do at home to help keep yourself active. Before we get to today's presenter, a couple of housekeeping points to note. The 10 Today project is funded by the Big Lottery and Sport England, and when you're doing the exercises, it's important that you don't push yourself too far, and by taking part, you agree to 10 Today's terms and conditions. You can read these terms and conditions at tnflink.uk forward slash 10t and the 10t is the digit 1 the digit 0 and the letter t and please remember that you agree to take part at your own risk today's exercises are brought to you by jeff and here he is
7: hello everyone welcome to 10 today broadcast number four this is a short 10 minute physical activity routine which will get you moving and stretching It's great for your health, including improving your balance and building up your strength. Just take it at your own pace. There are plenty of options. If the exercise feels too much, just take it easy and have a break. All the exercises can be done either stood up or sitting down. So just do whatever feels good for you today. We want you to do all this exercise safely. You are responsible for monitoring how you feel throughout the sessions. If you feel any discomfort or pain, for example if you feel unwell or dizzy or experience palpitations, then please stop and seek medical advice. Please remember you agree to take part at your own risk. If remaining seated, at least to begin with, it would be ideal if you could use a hard chair that you can sit upright in which could be a dining chair, preferably without arms, which can get in the way of some exercises. With your feet flat on the floor, if you are stood up, just step your feet hip width apart, relax your shoulders, and stand up nice and tall. Take a couple of deep breaths. If you're sitting down, place both feet firmly on the floor, keep your back straight, relax your shoulders, and take a couple of deep breaths in and out, in and out. So first we have lift and lower. Please remember all the movements can be achieved whether you're sitting or standing. Raise both your arms straight up together with your palms up. Now raise up on your toes and lower your toes back down, bringing your arms down at the same time. Then bend over gently without straining your back. And with your arms and legs straight if standing or feet flat on the floor with your knees bent if sitting swing your arms from side to side twice and come back up to stand or sit straight and take a breath. Now we are going to repeat that routine. So raise both arms straight up together with palms up raise up on your toes, then lower your toes back down, bringing your arms down at the same time. Then leave over gently, keeping legs and arms straight if standing, and feet flat on the floor, knees bent if sitting. And swing both arms from left to right twice, and return to a standing position. So keep going, lifting up and down then bending over and swinging great work everyone this is a nice one just to get all those muscles nice and warm next up is straight out so for this one if you're standing you might want to make sure you are near a chair for balance and whether you're sitting or standing please do not raise legs higher than hip level keeping your left leg soft Bend your right leg and lift your knee level to hip height. Now gently stretch out your right leg as straight as you can without straining. Then bend knee again and return your foot to the start position. Now do the same on the other side, bending your left leg and lifting your knee level to hip height. Now stretch out your left leg as straight as you can, without straining. Then bend your knee again and return to the start position. Keep doing this on alternate legs, lifting knee up to hip height, stretching leg out and returning to the start position. This is a great one for working out those legs. The next one is called crunch for core. Bend your right arm and bring your right elbow towards your left knee lifting the knee to reach your elbow you should feel a nice crunch on your core then release back down if you are sitting and find it harder to lift the knee bend your back and lean into it or if that is uncomfortable then you can tap your knee with your hand instead now do the same on the other side so bend your left arm and bring your left elbow towards your right knee or tap your hand on your knee and release. Whichever variation you are doing, you should feel that crunch in your core. Keep going on alternate sides. Just a few more now. This is a great workout for your tummy. We should all be feeling nice and warm now. The next one is called out and over. If you are standing, I recommend that you are near something that you can hold on to for balance, like a chair. So raise your right leg out straight in front of you then keep your leg straight and move it gently to the right side until you feel that nice stretch on the top of your leg. Then move it back to the centre and back down. Repeat this on the same leg. So raise your right leg out straight in front of you then keep your leg straight and gently move it to the right side feeling that nice stretch then move your leg back down to the centre and back down so raise straight out to the side back straight and back down and again do that a couple of more times this is really good for your hips, tummy and thighs now we are going to do the same thing on your left leg so you raise your left leg out and straight Then gently move it to the left side until you feel that nice stretch in the top of your leg. Then move it back to the centre and back down. Remembering to keep that leg straight. So up, to the side, back straight and back down. A couple more times on this side now. Great work everyone. Next up is full circle. Stand up nice and tall and keep your back straight. Raise both arms straight up above your head, then sweep them round to the right, making one big circle all the way back up to the top. And keep swinging, one big circle to the right, just a couple more in this direction. Now lower your hands, relax your shoulders, and take a breath. Good work. Now we're going to do exactly the same, but in the opposite direction. So keep making those nice big circles, It's a great workout for your shoulders, this one. Now we have push-up to moon. So keep your legs nice and soft, and if you're sitting, keep your feet nice and firmly on the ground. Bend your arms so both hands are at chest height. Then push both your hands together up into the air to your right, like you're pushing up on the moon. Then sweep your hands back down in front of your tummy And to the left, pushing both your hands up into the air again on your left. And now keep going. So just making a nice big U with your hands. Pushing up the moon on either side. Just a couple more now. Really nice movement this one. Next up is slowly does it. These are slightly different if you are sitting or standing. So if you are standing, keep your back straight. Bend your knees slightly to your halfway point and hold. Then bend your knees all the way down to your lowest point and hold. And then straighten up your legs again. Remember to keep your feet facing forward and try not to let your knees move in front of your toes. So if you're just moving halfway, holding, moving down to your lowest point, holding, then coming back up, keep going. If you are sitting, just straighten out your right leg in front of you and hold briefly, feeling that nice stretch down your leg. Then return your foot to the floor and repeat on the other side. Whichever variation you're doing, you're working your legs. If you're standing, you're also working your bottom. Okay, so keep going. Always remembering, keep your back straight. So for those standing, Bending knees down to your halfway point, and hold. Then down to your lowest point, then hold, and then up. And sitting, raising your alternate legs and holding briefly. Good job everyone! Next up is swing back. If you are standing, keep your legs straight. If you are sitting, keep your feet flat on the floor. Bend your arms so both hands are at chest height. Then straighten out your right arm and gently swing it back so you feel a nice rotation in your back. Looking towards your right hand, just take it as far as you feel comfortable. Then return to the center and straighten out your left arm and gently swing it back. Looking towards your left side and repeat. Keep your feet and hips facing forward so you're just moving side to side. Swinging your arms back, nice and gently. Feeling your back rotate as you move side to side. Just a couple more now. This is a great one for trunk rotation. Our last exercise today is Strike of the Cobra. A wee bit of martial arts. So if you're standing or sitting, keep your back straight and maintain a good stance. Clench your fists at chest height, like you're a boxer. Then with your right hand, punch arms straight out and return. Then punch upwards, towards the left hand corner of the ceiling, so your arm crosses over your body and return. Now do the same with the left hand. So punching straight forward, then punching upwards across the body towards the right, and keep going. Really think about how your muscles are responding here, making the punches slow and controlled. Just a couple more now. Good job. Now we really should be feeling warm. If you're a little out of breath, that's a good thing. Means you've been working. If you're not a little out of breath, can you work a little harder next time? Anyway, nearly finished. We'll just finish off with a nice stretch and a cool down. So we're going to start with a hamstring stretch. So step forward with your right foot, placing your foot out in front of you with your foot flat on the floor. Then bend your left leg and put your hands on your hips and just lean forward gently. Whether you're sitting or standing you should feel a nice stretch down the back of leg. Hold for 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Then return a stood up position and swap your legs so this time step forward with your left foot, placing your foot in front of you with your foot flat on the floor. Then bend your right leg and just lean forward gently. Again, feeling that nice long stretch. Hold for 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And the final stretch, hugging a tree. Just hold your arms out in front of you, just like you're hugging a tree directly in front of you and your arms they form a nice circle in front of you and then cup your hands putting one hand in front of the other and push your hands together feeling that nice stretch across your shoulders and arms hold for 10 9 8 7 6 5 4 3 2 1 and return to that nice relaxed posture that we had at the beginning brilliant So that was all the exercises. We hope you enjoyed them. Just to finish off, shake it out. So just shake those arms and hands, then legs and feet. Great work, everyone. Doing 10 Today just three times a week can have great health benefits. It's fun and you'll simply feel better. So keep going. 10 Today is a big lottery and Sport England funded project. Thank you for listening.
0: Coming up next on this week's edition of the Black Country Talking News, we have another block of local news.
3: A traditional Black Country business is being recreated as a popular attraction which has called on people to help bring it to life. The Black Country Living Museum wants to recreate Bergen's newsagents, setting the scene in 1959 as part of its Forging Ahead development. The project includes new learning spaces and a brand new visitor centre taking the museum's story up to the closure of the Baggerage coal mine in 1968, which brought about the end of a unique era for the black country. Bergen's newsagents, a shop that boasted football legend Duncan Edwards, stage star Billy Dainty and Selenie Henry among its customers, closed its shutters in 2016 after nearly 150 years in the same premises. The news agents had occupied the same spot in Dudley's Wolverhampton Street since 1868. When the shop opened, William Gladstone was entering office as Prime Minister and the British were still fighting the Zulus. To bring the Dudley attraction's own version of Bergen's to life, the museum needs items to stock the shelves and is particularly looking for 1959 editions of comics, magazines and newspapers. A spokesman for the Black Country Living Museum said, We are particularly interested in memories from the 1940s to the 1960s, as the shop will be recreated as part of our new development. To help us to recreate this newsagent's, we would love to talk to anyone with memories of the shop. Did you buy your newspapers or suites at Bergen's newsagents? Were you a paperboy at Bergen's? Can you tell us what it was like inside the shop or the home? Do you have any photographs of the shop in the post-war decades? Anyone who can donate items to the museum is asked to get in touch at collections at bclm.com, call 0121 557 9643 or write to Collections Team, Black Country Living Museum, Tipton Road, Dudley, DY1 4SQ.
1: A lawyer says she hopes for a change in attitude towards female inheritance after winning a case in which a widow secured half her late husband's fortune. Jessica Batty represented Mrs. Corr, 83, at the High Court last week. Mrs. Corr was awarded the funds despite her husband leaving his wealth to his sons. Ms. Batty said she now wished to see cultural change that would spare others the fight faced by her client. Calling for a shift in traditional mentality, she said that since her court victory, she had been contacted by many women with similar stories. Ms batty who has Indian heritage, said she believed the practice of making male heirs sole beneficiaries was more commonly seen in older generations of British Asians, and while it was becoming less prevalent in younger ones, it still needed to be challenged. She said, I am now beginning to understand that it may be a common practice, adding that families justified it through thinking married women were the responsibility of the husband's family and the sons will look after the mother. The High Court heard how Mr Singh from the West Midlands left his estate believed to be worth between £1.2 £1.9 million to his two sons and nothing to his widow, his wife of 66 years or his four daughters. But after representation by Ms Batty, the judge, Mr Justice Peel, found that it was clear that reasonable provision had not been made for the widow, with the court ruling she should get 50% of the estate's net value. Ms Batty says she has been inundated with individuals and families seeking help in almost identical circumstances, with one woman telling her of the negative effect it has had on her mental health. The lawyer said she believed there were many more women in such situations, although with smaller sums of money involved. Ms Batty explained that Mrs Corr's case had been of special significance because the court had ruled in her favour without the need for a lengthy or unpleasant trial, which could have taken years to come to court. She said she hoped the outcome would send a message that women should not be excluded from wills and that men would think twice in future. Ms Batty also hoped the case would cause will writers to take note and advise their clients against cutting out women. She advised others facing the issue to discuss the situation with family first, but to seek legal advice if they cannot resolve the matter, urging them, don't
4: let it pass. A group of black country school children were stranded in the USA after their hotel shredded 44 passports by mistake. The children from Bar Beacon School were due to return after enjoying a ski trip at the White Mountains of New England near Boston. However, teachers were horrified to discover passports given to the Can Camagas Lodge Hotel, New Hampshire had been destroyed by mistake, making them miss their flights back to the UK. As it is impossible to fly out of America without a passport, the group had to travel to New York to the British Embassy, where it is understood the British Embassy charged upwards of £150 to issue a one-off emergency travel document to enable arrangements for a safe journey home. Head teacher Katie Hibbs praised the staff who had to deal with the situation in America. She said, Although this has been a fraught time for all involved, the pupils have remained positive and my staff on the ground in the USA have worked around the clock to ensure that the pupils are all safe and return home as soon as possible. I must also thank the parents who have been very supportive. Although parents of the pupils were shocked their children could not fly home when agreed, questioning how a hotel could shred 44 passports and whether costs would be recovered for replacements.
2: A millionaire from Wolverhampton, who was destined to be a bin man, has funded a new school hall to be built in Uganda, as well as a hospital wing. Property developer Samuel Leeds made the announcement during a recent trip to the country when he officially opened a school building which was named after him. He was accompanied by his wife Amanda, a charter surveyor, and graduates of his training course. His company turns over more than £10 million a year. As well as funding the new school hall, Samuel is also funding a new hospital wing to be built at Ginger Regional Referral Hospital. He received treatment there himself in 2018 after a rafting accident saw his knee shattered and he lost a quarter of his blood. It happened while he was leading a mission to bring fresh water to remote villages. Mr Leeds and his wife were welcomed by hundreds of singing and dancing pupils at Bulabandi Primary School on his arrival to unveil the Samuel Leeds School Hall. The facility was financed through his charity, the Samuel Leeds Foundation. Mr. Leeds said he suffered from ADHD and dyslexia and was not a good pupil and paid a special tribute to one of his former teachers at Warsaw's Emanuel School. My favourite former teacher really believed in me, he said. That made all the difference to my future life. I believe in this school and I believe in the teachers here too. That's why I've been investing my money. The multi-millionaire entrepreneur left school at 16 and could have retired in his early 20s on the back of a string of lucrative property deals. Among his current projects is the conversion of the Eagle Works, an old Victorian factory near the centre of Wolverhampton, into luxury apartments. Samuel has been a regular visitor to Uganda since 2016, paying for fresh water tanks to be installed in isolated villages and offering free business loans to aspiring entrepreneurs at Dragon Den type events. After opening the new school hall, he is said to be planning more projects for the future for schools where the rain pours in through the tin roofs and they are covered in a dust that attracts a type of insect which gives children rickets. The father of three has also revealed that a vital part of his mission is to overhaul the school curriculum. He added, I feel overwhelmed, blessed and speechless even to be able to affect the school curriculum in Africa. My dream is to one day achieve this for pupils in the UK too. It's absolutely crazy that kids in the UK leave school geared up to do only one of two things, go to university or get a physical job working for someone else. I thought I was a complete failure at school and destined to become a bin man, but then I discovered I was very good at making money. My company now turns over more than £10 million a year. When I look back, I want to see that I've left the world in a better place than I found it, he said.
0: Up now, it's Trivia Time, brought to us by Flashback Roger and his Did You Know feature. Classic.
8: Hello again, everyone. I hope you don't mind, for I've resurrected a few items to share again from a couple of years back. They're not collection, but a bit different. Any road up? Here we go now. Did you know that? If you ever wondered why public conveniences first appeared, well, they were invented for the Great Exhibition of 1851 at the Crystal Palace in London. Over six million people flocked to see the new items and innovations from the British Empire and elsewhere. The public conveniences proved to be so popular as well as essential, and were used over 400,000 times in that fortnight. I suppose you could be sad that the exhibition was flushed with success. And if we'd lived between 1712 and 1853, life would have been a lot smellier because during those years, heavy taxation on soap made it unaffordable to most. As well as tea, candles and brandy, soap was also high on the list of contraband the customs men were after. The government finally relented under pressure in 1853, and the soap factories reopened. Prices felt to be affordable once again. And if you think a 99 is an invention of Mr. Whippy, then think again, because Wall's Ice Cream introduced it in the 1930s. It came in the form of a little block with a Cadbury's Flake set inside and was sandwiched between two wafer biscuits. And the humble biro that we use today so cheaply actually cost 55 shillings. That's £2.25 in 1945 when it first became available. In today's money, that's nearly £130. And I don't think I'd believe in one lying about if it had cost me that much today. I think I'd treat it with a bit more respect, wouldn't you? And the Lego Group is the world's most powerful brand. There are more Lego minifigures than there are people on Earth and remarkably, they are the world's largest tire manufacturer. Their tire, of course, is for their little Lego vehicles, so Lego poses no threat to Michelin or any of the other tire giants. And finally, and this one is really useful round here, because if you lift a kangaroo's tail off the ground, it can't hop. Kangaroos use their tails for balance while hopping, so if you elevate their tails, they would have no balance and fall over, and they also act as a third leg, propelling them forward just as much as their legs do. Well, there you go then, and I do hope you enjoyed those few reprised items. They amused me when I re-read them, so I hope you did too. In road up, I'm off. And it's just a nice cup of tea for me. No bickies, because I've given them up for Lent. But I don't know how long that's going to last, mind you. Oh well, I suppose it's the thought that counts. Till next week then, I'll say bye for now. ta a bit. ta Ta-ra. Up now? We
0: have to hear what the weather has in store for us to as always by Mina.
6: The weather for this week ahead is forecast to be rather unsettled with a mix of sunny spells and showers. Temperatures are forecast to be milder than last week though. Averaging around 12 degrees, UV levels are expected to remain at low all week. The sunrise and sunset times are 6:40 AM for the sunrise and 1800 for the sunset. For Friday 3rd of March, the forecast is looking dry with sunny intervals and a gentle breeze throughout the day. Temperatures should reach a maximum of 9 degrees. This settled spell of sunshine will continue as we move into the weekend and temperatures will continue to hold up at 9 degrees, giving another dry, pleasant weekend. On to next week and it'll be umbrellas at the ready from the get-go as it is forecast for it to become much more unsettled with rain set to hit the region early on Monday right through to Thursday 9th of March. Despite the breeze picking up, temperatures should continue to reach 12 degrees thanks to the brief sunshine. So, that's your forecast for this week and as always, enjoy the weather!
0: Cheers for that weather update, Mina. Up now, It's time to find out how our local football teams have been getting on.
4: For over an hour, it was playing out to be a perfect Friday night of entertainment down on the banks of the River Thames. But Pablo Sarabia's first goal for Wolves was not enough to earn all three points as they had to settle for a point and a 1-1 draw away at Fulham. Julen Lopetegui's side dominated the first half and looked dangerous in attack, spurred on by the forward combinations of Raúl Jiménez and Mateus Cunha. Several delightful team moves had plenty of promise and one finally delivered when January signing Sarabia fired Wolves into the lead. A flowing move from right to left resulted in Mateus Nunez whipping in a cross towards Jimenez at the back post. He headed back to Sarabia, who took a touch and fired into the bottom corner for his first goal in Wolves' colours. Wolves threatened to double their tally. The away fans' loud and jubilant all-game continued to voice their support as Wolves were good value for their 1-0 lead at half-time. Lopetegui's men started the second half well too, with Jimenez latching onto a Pablo Sarabia cross, but his header slipped agonisingly past the post. The momentum of the game then shifted when Wolves were dealt a major blow, with Mateus Cunha, who was enjoying one of his best performances since arriving, stretched off on the hour with a suspected ankle injury. It then went from bad to worse as from out of nowhere Fulham equalised when Manor Solomon curled home a spectacular effort from the edge of the box. With the home crowd buoyed by the goal, Fulham enjoyed more of the ball in the closing stages but were unable to find a winner as Jose Sarr pulled off a remarkable save to deny Carlos Vinicius in added time. Speaking after the game, Julian Lopetegui confirmed Mateus Cunha will require an MRI scan to reveal the full extent of his ankle injury. He also called on Wolves to be positive after picking up the point against Fulham. After suffering similar fate to Wolves last week by dropping two points in the dying seconds against Blackburn, Albion responded magnificently and returned to winning ways as Daryl Dyke's early double downed high-flying Middlesbrough. It now makes it an incredible eight wins and a draw from nine in all competitions, with no Hawthorne's defeat since Carlos Corberan's first match in charge in October 2022. The Hawthorne's head coach had called for improved defending and game management to cure a recent generous defensive nature, and his troops delivered on that request in spades. In tackling one of the form teams in the country, Albion were rock solid at the back, and Burroughs' only chance of the second half, despite no shortage of possession, came in the 97th minute, but there was no stopping Josh Griffiths registering a first clean sheet. It proved a huge afternoon for the young goalkeeper, 21, on just his third senior baggies outing. The same can be said for goal hero Dyke, whose fourth and fifth goals of the campaign, following a terribly injury hit 2022, were smartly taken and crucial to the three points. Dyke is quietly continuing his trend of scoring important goals and mostly match winners. A healthy attendance greeted Albion's first Saturday home fixture since December, as the hosts' continued home form keeps them on the coattails of the playoff chasers. After the game, Carlos Corberan praised Daryl Dyke's strong all-round performance, just as much as his goal heroics. I value a lot his defensive commitment today as much as his goals that he scored the pleased head coach explained. Always it's important to score goals, but also as much it is about protecting your goal against the opponent. Corbyran was clearly delighted with the collective team display in one of the finer results of his four-month baggies tenure. And finally, from Radford's rocket to Gaza's tears, football lost one of its unforgettable voices that scripted some of the most memorable football moments for more than 50 years. During his distinguished career with the BBC, legendary commentator John Motson, who has died aged 77, commentated on 29 FA Cup finals as well as 10 World Cups and hundreds of England games. Motson, born in Salford, Lancashire, started as a newspaper reporter in Barnet and at the Sheffield Morning Telegraph before joining the BBC in 1968 as a sports presenter on Radio 2. Motson's commentary on Ronnie Radford's famous long-range strike, which helped non-league Hereford knock top-flight Newcastle out of the FA Cup in 1972, saw him take top billing on Match of the Day, pushing him into the spotlight and the affections of the sporting public. His long career also took in two Olympic Games and Wimbledon's memorable 1988 FA Cup final triumph against Liverpool at Wembley as the Crazy Gang beat the Culture Club. Awarded the OBE in 2001 for services to broadcasting, Motson hung up his microphone for the BBC at the end of the 2017-18 Premier League season. A household name, thanks to his distinctive commentary style, Motti's etched firmly into football folklore.
0: Have you done any good at the quiz this week? Well, now's the time to find out, as we have the Quiz Answers.
6: Hello and here are your answers for this week's flashback quiz. Feeling confident? How will you score? Let's see. Question 1. In what year was the Great Exhibition in Crystal Palace? The answer is 1851. Question 2. What made soap too expensive for many in the 19th century? And the answer here is heavy taxation. Question 3. Who invented the 99 ice cream? And the answer here is Wool's ice cream. Question 4. How much did a biro pen cost in 1945? And the answer here is 55 shillings, £2.25. Question 5. Apart from plastic bricks, what else is Lego the world's biggest manufacturer of? And the answer here is little tyres. And finally question six. How can you stop a kangaroo from hopping? And the answer here is lift its tail off the ground if you dare. <laughs> How did you get on? Did you get them all right? If not, not to worry, as I will be back next week to test you once again. Bye for now.
0: Time now for the penultimate part of bestseller Love Letters from a Desert Rat. As we head into 1942, the war against Desert Fox German Field Marshal Erwin Rommel intensifies with more inspiring stories of bravery, courage and honour. Here's author and daughter Liz McIntyre Allen.
2: TNF Soundings, features from across the UK.
9: Despite the war going on, he's determined to share his life and even his worries with Nan. There is quite a delay in some letters later on in 1942. And you might know, of course, that that was the most intense time in the desert warfare against Rommel. He describes his life as being a bit hectic over the last few weeks, Nan. Well, that's some way to describe El Alamein in October 1942. But by December 1942, all his words and thoughts are of his second anniversary. I have a sideboard this year, Nan, for our anniversary. Well, it's really a box, and it's up on its end. And I've put my freshly washed towel on top of my box, and I have my fags and my matches and a few odds and ends. And it's really not too bad, Nan. You see, the thing is, my bed is really quite mobile, and that suits me out here. And i found an old piece of leather, Nan. And I've been stitching it over the last few days. And now that it's finished, I will put our wedding photograph into that leather frame. And it shall sit on top of my sideboard for the full 24 hours of our second wedding anniversary. I hope to be with you before our next anniversary comes along. I found the photo frame that he stitched with the wedding photo inside inside the suitcase at the back of the wardrobe Alec McIntyre by that time has been away for over two years he starts to hear rumours that the men of the Old Faith Army might have done enough and are almost finished anyway they might be coming back and he starts to share the rumours with Nan Nan, I might be on a boat meanwhile his teeth are falling out And he says to her, Nan, I lost two in Alexandria, I lost another three in Benghazi and I can't find a dentist, Nan, but I might be on a boat and I'm trying to find a dentist, Nan. Nan, with the profound hope that Alec is indeed coming home, decides to have all of hers taken out before he comes back. And he replies to this I'm awful pleased you've got a good dentist, Nan. You'll be getting the impressions done next week. And, but you know, Nan, I still can't find a dentist. And this man who has been through so much and who yearns with every fibre to be home decides to write to Nan. Nan. I still can't find a dentist but if I get the chance of a boat I'll be on a boat teeth or no teeth and you can just come to the dockside with your new set and you can take your set out and we can just smile at each other and my family teenagers of the 21st century said they had no teeth no they had no teeth how old were they? well they weren't old they had no teeth no they had no teeth some things really seem a far and distant time ago. Well, whether it was Montgomery or someone else in the high command, they decided they needed to keep hold of Alec McIntyre, driver, mechanic and all-round good guy, and he never comes back. He takes part in the invasion into Sicily with these lorries, he eats too many tomatoes in the fields, and he digs deep, He realises he might be there for a while yet because Italy might be leaving the war but some of the strongest Nazi troops were still in Italy. So he becomes one of the many thousands in the Italian campaign. How can he keep going? By writing to Nan. How can he keep going? Find something to keep him busy. And he had played the euphonium in the Postle Park Borough Band So he goes to a shop in Sicily and he buys a guitar. He teaches himself the guitar to accompany his good singing voice. Remember the reference to Jim Reeves she used to make? And he buys a trumpet. And with these tools of the musician's trade, he joins a concert party. And becomes really quite good, it seems. Calls himself McIntyre and Partner. The partner is the guitar. I'm really quite good, Nan. I do lots of well known music. Well, the thing is, Nan, you'll, you'll know the music, but you won't know the words. I do army versions. You can only imagine what language he was maybe using in his music. And keeping going. But now, of course, it's not desert warfare. Now of course it's not the extreme heat, it's the extreme mud, it's the extreme cold of the mountains of Italy in 1943, and it's anniversary time once again. And here I am, Nan, third anniversary. I'm sitting as usual on the edge of my bed, and beside my bed is my pack, and pride of place on top of the pack is my leather photo frame. "'Before I started to write you these few words, man, "'I played my guitar and sang your favourite tunes.' I'll walk beside you, and nobody's darling. By the way, dear, my guitar was a wee bit damaged, but I spent all my spare time yesterday doing my best to make it serviceable for my wedding anniversary day. You have no idea the remarks which were passed by the other chaps about my guitar fixing, but they don't understand, Nan, do they? You asked me to sing your songs for you today, So that's why I hung on to the guitar. You understand, dear, I only have a few scars to show for my campaign. Good luck, Nan. God bless you. All my love, Alec.